Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, welcome to our latest edition. It's been a while. I'm joined by my co-host, Barry Anderson. How are we? Doing well, and I bring you as a, of course. <laughs> well, I, you should be. Your team is doing good. Um, should be pretty happy with that, right? Yeah, if you told me before the season that for six weeks the Raiders would be 4-2, and two, uh, I'd be all for it. I just wouldn't have assumed that the two losses were at home. <laughs> you know, from what we've seen, um, some teams are completely done. Some offenses are sort of, I wouldn't say lack their off, just playing that horrible. Packers offense, who we've already discussed before. Aaron Rodgers, worst game by far. He doesn't look the same. There's something off. I think, I wonder if it's um, almost like the offensive line for the Packers is actually playing so well that Aaron (laughs) Rodgers can't go do Aaron Rodgers things. And all of a sudden he's getting like cabin fever in the pocket and doesn't know what to do with himself. I still thought he was overrated. He almost needs like Andrew Luck style offensive line play <laughs> for him to actually be effective. <laughs> and speaking of luck, streak has been broken by the Colts. Brinkler finally went over 100 yards. Since he <laughs> And against the Texans. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty bizarrely crappy game that was kind of half interesting to watch, but horrible football. Um, but yeah, I mean, the ineptitude of the Colts is stupendous, especially on defense. It's such a joke that it's kind of fantastical. It's right up there with New Orleans, except. New Orleans just sucks from point A to point B. Indianapolis just sucks when they need to be good. You know, the Saints defense has been playing better. So, well, Griffin Bruax is gone. Um, they found another young corner who was actually undrafted a year ago. Um, I think it's Marcus Cooper or something like that. I don't know what, what his name is or something like that. Uh, he's been sort of their shutdown guy in the back end after losing P.J. Williams for the year again. Pass rush has been iffy at times, but they've they've gotten some good play out of um, their their last year's first-round pick. And 
of course, not fairly showing up. Still overweight, but showing up. Yeah, he's like the world's worst. Uh, he's the world's worst door. <laughs> Big fat guy who shows up but just doesn't ever move. Get out of the way. <laughs> well, while we're at it, is there a certain team like that's surprisingly bad or surprisingly good in your mind? Panthers. I mean, the Panthers have been stuck on ice. I mean, they've been bad, bad, terrible, terrible, bad, bad, booby, bad. And it's weird. You know, okay, I get the defensive backs not playing well, even though that system is so dumbed down, it's kind of mind-boggling. I mean, really, it would have been Benet Benwickery, though. I mean, fine, he's played bad, but... That was kind of dumb. Like, I like Benet Benwickery. And he got he, the Raiders he got didn't up pretty quick. Oh, pounce on him. Um, I think they I think they kind of like their group. You know, um, I know I guess that week that they inverted the waiver order, but I, I think they just like their group and didn't really feel like messing with it. You know, they like their number. They like their one through four, and then they have Treywick, who's their special teamer. So don't know why you would touch it. But besides the point, the Panthers on offense. I, I do. To me, what I think is the most stunning, and I think we talked about this earlier in the year when I said, I think Cam Newton might just be, like, something, he's got something in his head, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't look right. The feet aren't there, the mechanics are off. What's that? I said, I think he's still concussed from week one. I think part of it might have been just overall, like, carryover from last year, and then, boom, he immediately gets the concussion week one, and then it's all, and he's never quite gotten back to where he needs to be. I think it's definitely mental, though. But Derek Anderson looks so much better in that offense. It's, like, shocking how bad can he Well, it's, that offense is um, remarkably simplistic. I mean, it's nothing but just isolation routes with a little bit of option play action. That's all it is. I mean, that offense is extraordinarily bland. You could probably actually do more with it in terms of formations and complexity without Cam Newton than you can do with him. He's just such a phenomenal playmaker that he allows really them to do a lot of them. For that well, that's... Yeah, they really missed him in the end zone for his rushing ability. Yeah, that's true. The option near the end zone is always very, very effective. You don't know if it's the running back or him, or he's just going to run and then eventually chuck it to Greg Olsen, like usual. Yeah, it's just it's it's fascinating just how how bad they've been overall, um, and I'm not sure they're really going to. Uh, Really pull themselves out of it. It sounds like. Well, they're one and yeah. five. I mean, the Chiefs are also were zero and five and made the playoffs. I mean, yeah, it's possible. But I just, uh, it's such a malaise, and I just don't have any faith in them. You know, I mean, maybe it's time that uh, maybe it's time for Ron Rivera go. You never know. It's maybe they just need to shake it there. I mean, Grant wanted to know. I mean, he's a kick 
But you gotta find somebody who's not gonna mess with you. Hey, there you go. go. I said they're gonna have to find a new kicker soon too. <laughs> Graham Gano was good and all that, but he's missing a lot. Time for Robbie Gold. I think that's kind of the least of their worries. If they're well, you know, looking at one and five, two games. It cost them two games. They could have been three and two. Yeah, but how how much is how many games does coaching cost them? Maybe the one. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Oh, my surprise team right now is actually Atlanta. A really poor defense. He's been chunking out some actual plays. I think the presence of Dwight Freeney is helping this easily a lot. And I know yeah, they just is. lost Derek Shelby for the year with the torn Achilles today. Mm-hmm. No, Atlanta's definitely been fascinating. Um, I think part of it is just the massive effectiveness of that offense and their ability to jump on teams early. And when you they watch that offense... To... That's finish. What's that? I was, I'm sorry, go ahead. When you watch that offense, they're just doing the good old-fashioned Shanahan boot stuff, and then they've gotten really, really creative with how to utilize their running backs in the passing game, and it's really put teams on the back foot because they're getting great matchups with the running backs on linebackers. It kind of reminds me a little bit, although they use it in a different way. When the Saints come out, they come out all the time with base personnel, except they flex everything out so that the uh, running back is lined up as a wide receiver, the tight end is lined up as a wide receiver, so it's empty backs, empty backs, but it's base personnel or it's 11 personnel. And they get their uh, running backs involved so well, and they're so effective. It's disgusting. Um, and they tear teams up doing it, you know, and the Raiders were victimized by both offenses, and they were both highly effective utilizing their running backs on linebackers. It was uh, very interesting what they're doing there in Atlanta. And every once in a while, you'll see Beasley come alive. Uh, it's rare. Yeah, but it happens. yeah and then uh, on top of that, uh, um, you also have the two corners I think have played well. Alford and Trufant. Trufant, yeah. Trufant still gets no praise or really whatever. He's still, in my opinion, underrated in those two top corners. Yes, he gets burned as do all every other corner does. I mean, what's surprising is they don't even have to funnel to Julio Jones like they do. I mean, I think they did that 300-yard game for him. You know, just as, hey, we can still throw it to Julio if we want to. But we really don't want to. I think it's a statement game. Yeah, I think that was a dumb luck kind of game. I, I don't think that they – I think they want to ride those two running backs, those young running backs, first and foremost. And they can open up things. If they can open up things for Julio Jones, then they will. Well, this offense. I think they're trying to pull what uh, Panthers did when they drafted 
uh, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. I mean, I mean, they're two completely different running backs from each other. They both said, but I know. Well, as long as they don't, as long as they don't give both of them big contracts and have both end up on IR, I guess it's fine. <laughs> I mean, Coleman gets hurt more. Freeman's good, but Coleman's better. Uh, Freeman's just a whole lot faster. He might be, but. A smaller, shiftier Chris Johnson early stage. Work done. Huh? Work done. <laughs> I don't know about work done. What's wrong with work done? <laughs> he wasn't that good. But he was good. But he wasn't that good. People are still trying to put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't know why. Oh, please. Ward Dunn's on a Hall of Famer. Get off it. Ricky Waters isn't even the Hall of Fame. Ricky, Ricky you know, Waters Dunn doesn't. Well, yeah, he should, but, you know. That's because Ricky Waters is also a douchebag. That's not really the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, one week they take double teams from Julio and put, give all the targets Funnel to Sanu. The next week, Freeman has a big game. Julio and Sanu were quiet, while Tammy. I mean, this offense is not the offense that we're used to. It's definitely not what we saw last year. No, I beg to differ. It's a much more effective version of last year. It's the same offense. They're not doing anything different than last year. They're just I mean, doing it healthier, better. Pieces. You have more pieces and better players in certain spots. They have better offensive line. I mean, the only only big change, the only big change is Alex Mack to the offensive line. Other than that, it's just a matter of experience in the system. And I think you cannot underestimate the effectiveness of stability in systems, whether it's offense or defense. When you massively change either the system frequently, or you're massively changing personnel on one side of the ball, you completely screw up the chemistry and you need to develop all the chemistry with reps. And I think that's what it is. They had a year that was tough, with and now they got a year with the reps in, and now they take it off like that out of hell. It makes a lot of sense to me that this is happening. I mean, this we've seen the Shanahan offense get Jay Cutler 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. I mean, that's how effective the stupid thing is. I mean, Matt Schaub looked like a pro bowler. He went to the pro bowler. Bro, Matt Schaub had like a four-year stretch where he was chucking like 3,500 yards a season with like 30 touchdowns every year. Um, Next, is it? this is probably my last team that I'm really shocked by. How are the Rams still in first place? That division blows. Even the well, Seahawks. Seahawks are down because Russell Wilson got hurt. Fine, but they would, they're, they're still a flawed football team. That offensive line is hot garbage. I mean, the hot, 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 hot garbage. You know, like that defense is mostly effective, although they still can't defend the hash marks for the life of them. Uh, but the. Defense is generally effective. They'll always generate a good pass rush. 
But that offensive line is gross. And, uh, you know, sometimes those running backs, Christy Michael has been effective from time to time, but he, he gets bogged down once in a while. And when he gets bogged down, they, they tend to not be able to move the football and get themselves in trouble. Why is it they're so able to get the most out of these old Buffalo running backs? DJ Spiller had a good game before their bye. I don't know. I think Buffalo Ray Jackson they brought play. back, which he did okay, but what do you expect from a 35-year-old running back? Lynch? Well, I know one thing. If your stadium doesn't have a pavement pavemented area for the... Uh, for the pre-game festivities, then you know you have a fan base that's a little bit of a nutcase. <laughs> because if anybody went and saw the videos from uh, uh, What's-His-Face uh, out there in Buffalo where the drunk guy was tackling the Kaepernick tackle dummy, it's all dirt and rocks. I'm like, what stadium do you park in in it's dirt and rocks? Like, that makes no sense. No, the Raiders have paved parking lots. <laughs> Don't be crazy. Oh, we uh, have a classic tailgate party. Um, so are you? I get a question. Are you surprised at all by the Cowboys at all? I mean, they they face a lot more competition, but and how well they're doing without Romo? Um. I'm su- uh, surprised by the record. I was surprised a lot by the Cincy game. Um, but when you really think about it, not so much. I mean, if you really think about what's happening there, well, that it makes sense. It was concerned for people. But like I said, it wasn't as bad as people thought they were as long as they kept running the ball. And that's pretty much it. You know, as long as. When they were good a couple of years ago, it was because they were running the ball and they held the ball 40 minutes for every game. That defense sucks, and the, when the defense is on the field, generally gets torn up. So less is on the field, the better. The weird the part is... They play better, too. That's true. Uh, but the weird part is the defense has been mildly effective when on the field for... What reason? I don't know, but they have figured out a way to at least not be completely horrible, like, you know, when they're on the field. Helped them, helped them a lot with him speaking to and uh, Marcus Point. Yeah, so I, I we'll see if they continue to keep it up. Um, but that offensive line is everything. Dax Prescott doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, there's, there's the leash is still on him. I just don't think he, in all honesty, I just don't think he probably sees the game that well at this point. Most rookies don't. And they limit all his reads to half-field stuff, to a lot of uh, isolation stuff to get, you know, just one guy who's not there, dump it off. Um, it's a lot of really simple stuff. He doesn't go through full progressions. You know, they just dumbed it down, but it's effective. It's effective because they're running the ball for 140 yards a game. One last thing. Are you surprised on how bad the Bengals have played so far? Again, another another shocker. And the part, like, I get the offense taking the step back. It's the defense that surprises me. I mean, they did all right. The first game, Burfitt came back. He was still twisted ankle. 
knuckleheads. But, I mean, the defense played played a whole lot better that game. But they're 2-4. and four. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, sure, you're without Tyler Eifert, your top rate zone threat. Yeah, you have A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd isn't a bad player. Highly Highly underutilized in that offense is Tyler Boyd, which is Uh weird. I know. A.J. Green would take all that attention... And Tyler Boyd was a phenomenal possession receiver. And it's weird. He's basically their Marvin Jones. Marvin yeah, Jones could be. More. Hold on. Uh, was it Tanner Penn that he went to? Pitt. Tyler Boyd went to Pitt. It was Pitt. Yeah, okay. I knew it was one of the two. <laughs> Stupid Pennsylvania schools. But no, they're throwing to C.J. Umazua. The, the third string tight end over Taylor. Omahuza, which Omahuza, Yeah, you know, because they're just always great at having ridiculous names with these on them, like TJ Pushman Zada. Um, and Jeremy Hill hasn't been running so well. This offensive line, they benched Cedric Obui. But Yeah, a lot of young offensive linemen on that line, but um, I don't, it's just been kind of kind of a train wreck, and, you know, you wonder, uh, this is another situation where it's like, is this off, this whole franchise just kind of stagnating, you know, like, is it just kind of, everything's just kind of grinding to a halt, like, they've just kind of hit those weird, cult, like, team culture, blah, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, uh, uh, poopy pants, you know, like, that kind of thing, it's just, can't really explain it, but, like, every once in a while you see franchises and teams go through this where it's, like, they've just had something go for so long and there's never really been any, you know, precipitous trade, you know, or change in it. That's just... Oh, like they the in a playoff game? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um, you know who I'm not surprised by? The Browns. I, they should have won at least two of those games. They were close in a few. But that's why I'm not surprised. It's very huge. Cody Parker. TV, they signed it's Cody Parker. Jackson. You guys you never missed the. You have to understand the Hugh Jackson method. Keep you in a game, make you look really, really good, but can't win them. Cody Kessler hasn't looked too bad. I mean, he looked horrible his first year, but he's been fine when he's not banged up. Dude, Hugh Jackson made Jason Campbell look like a monster. Hey, hey, I'm trying to give the Browns fans something to look forward to. This is, but this is what I'm telling you. This is Hugh Jackson in a nutshell. He makes crap quarterbacks look really good, yet he make RG3 will never win football games. They'll be in every football game. They just won't win any football games. And they'll always choke the close ones. I'm you just saying. No, I didn't. I was talking over here. <laughs> they couldn't make RG3 look good week one. Well, RG3 is made out of paper mache. He's like a pinata. All you got to do is hit him with a broomstick and he falls apart. A broomstick. The team I'm not surprised about that's been awful is the Dolphins. But, though I am a little surprised they're not 
utilizing Devontae Parker as a That's because they have a quarterback who can't complete a pass. Well, they they won't have him throw in the end zone hardly. He's been they've been having that ran in mainly, or they'll have one of those trick plays that just epically fail. Gotta love Adam Gaze. I'm All sorry, with young is... offensive coordinators as coaches, they think way too much, and they don't actually just roll with it. But it doesn't help when you have a crappy quarterback. So, I mean, I never liked Tannehill. I've always thought he was completely overrated and was never going to be a bunch of anything. And... Have you seen Matt Moore yet? Sorry. But I think he could do oh, a little bit better with this offense. I mean, he could do better with this offense. Maybe he got better, like Derek Anderson somewhat did. Look, just trade the Raiders a one for Matt McGloin. That's all you got to do. We don't... <laughs> he threw too many game-crushing interceptions. Matt Schaub <laughs> all over again. <laughs> <sighs> but you can't kill Matt McGloin. That's the thing. You know, you know they say, like, little kids? Him. They say, like, little kids... They're made out of rubber. So is Matt McGloin. You drop him on his head, and he bounces right back up. Um, team, what are some? Te- let's go through some teams that we think are done already. That are done. With- yeah, hopes. Yeah, postseason hopes. Let's just call it now. Outside of the Browns and Dolphins, um, yep. <laughs> I so, would say I think Panthers and. Uh, Jets are a good one. Yeah, they're tough. Are you ready to throw the Steelers out of it now? or I don't know. It depends how long that injury is. But that division is sucking enough for them. That division is sucking just enough to keep them in it. You know what I mean? Like, if the Ravens could get their crap together and put together a couple decent games in a row on offense, uh, you know, maybe it'd be different, but the fact is that offense has been crap for the whole better part of the beginning of the year. Is it time to throw out the Titans and Jags? Say that again? Is it time to get rid of the Jags and Titans? Get rid of who? The Jaguars and the Titans. Oh, Jags and Titans. Uh... I have more faith in the Titans than I do the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars, I think, are going to get the door shut in on them this week facing the Raiders. But, I no, I think keep the Titans alive. Something tells me they're going to be just frisky enough to make it interesting. Well, because they got their number one wide receiver back, and I was told, he's, they're like, he's got an option. And all right, he went over 100 yards. I tried targeting Sharp, but... I, I think it has more to. I think it has more to do with uh, the keeping the running game on track, so that they can utilize the deep play action better for Mariota and getting away from just strictly spread stuff. I think that has more to do with it. I'm gonna throw this for a little loop. I'm still sort of pissed at Malarkey. He didn't use Delaney Walker, not just for fantasy purposes, but he's their best passing attack option. Yeah, Mike Malarkey's never been a big tight end guy, though. Wasn't he a tight end coach? Mike Malarkey? I don't think so, unless I'm confusing him with someone else. 
I don't think he was ever much of a tight end guy. Offensively. I feel like that's what they promoted him from, tight ends coach. Well, it doesn't mean he's a tight end guy when it comes to being a play caller. Because if I remember correctly, if you go back and you look at, like, his Atlanta days, they didn't ever use the tight end. I mean, but who did they have? I think those were the Michael Vick years. So they had, what, Algie Crumpler? was fine, I guess. Algie Crumpler was pretty good. He was, like, not so good at Antonio Gates. Speaking of which, we can call Antonio Gates done right now. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's pretty much a... He's pretty much a walking uh, shell of himself, yeah. It's Hunter Henry show, and he's like damn good. Yeah, well, and this is the thing. I don't even think he's actually looked that great. I think it's amazing how open he is all the time, though. And it's got nothing to do with Hunter Henry. Like, when the Raiders were going up against the San Diego Chargers, they covered everybody but Hunter Henry. Like, well, the Raiders can't cover a tight to save their life. It's not even, well, it depends. Like, there are some games where they cover the tight end really, like, they blanked Travis Kelsey, I think. No, Travis Kelsey caught one ball against the Raiders, I believe. I mean, come or maybe one or two, but they were both relatively short. I mean, there are times where they completely blanked the tight end. But there are other times where, like, with Hunter Henry, they had one, like, Hunter Henry, they one throw to Hunter Henry where it's towards the end of the half, and the Raiders just, like, completely vacate the middle of the field, and they just do a little, like, five-yard pass to Hunter Henry, and then he's got, like, 40 yards ahead of him. So he gets, like, a 40-yard pickup, but it's not for any particular reason, <laughs> you know? It's, just, it's like that kind of stuff. But for some reason, every time I watch a game with him, just nobody wants to cover him. It, it, he, so he doesn't, like, blow me away that all of a sudden he's making these great plays. It's just... The dude, just nobody, it's like he's wearing, uh, it's like he's crapped his pants and nobody wants to be around him because he stinks so bad. <laughs> That's an analogy to go with. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Philip River, the rest of the team craps his pants, so why not? Brian Stark peed himself in New England. A lot of people pee themselves in New England. No, but it was showing through the white. Yeah, well, that's why you don't pee yourself when you're wearing white. <laughs> Anyways, um, we can basically keep the whole AFC or NFC East alive. Yeah, so, that division's not running away from itself. And I think a couple of those teams are gonna, you know, one, a couple of those teams are gonna duke it out for uh, a wild card. Even though I definitely think the Eagles are really coming back to earth. So it was all smoke and mirrors the first three weeks. Who were they playing? Well, that and realistically, once teams get tape on rookie quarterbacks, they come crashing back to earth. Yes, and they didn't get a good sample size in the preseason, you know, to judge anything off, which, which is sort of remarkable after he started over Chase Daniel. Yeah. yeah, but he never really made any, like, highly complicated... You know, tight mm-hmm. window throws and stuff. He got a, you know, a lot I was of wanting to go a genius, but at the time he had Bradford, so how genius was? 
Yeah, I don't know. But it definitely does repaint that offense in a different light. And I think, you know, it's it's and again, this comes back to how people think about rookie quarterbacks. Like Dax Prescott isn't going out there and, you know, slinging it around like he's Tom Brady. He's essentially making single reads on one half of the field, high lows, and if it's not their run or whatever, it's like extraordinarily basic. Like none of these rookie quarterbacks are out there doing anything out of the ordinary. And I think once you got past the hype of the first couple of weeks and you really take a look and watch what they're doing, you realize how basic and dumbed down it is for all of them, including Carson Wentz. I do think that the Redskins, Eagles, and Cowboys are starting to pull away from the Giants. Say that again? I said I do think all the teams in the East are pulling away from the Giants. Yeah, they talk about a team that's just kind of sucking it up. Um, you know, when Odell Beckham Jr. is not out there making love to or kicking that. Uh, oh, we're not playing anymore. Hey, you oh, can't do, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Just care, it's not fun. You're making good money. <laughs> no to Odell Beckham Jr. You're paid millions of dollars to catch a football. Come on. No to Odell Beckham Jr. You want to know what's not fun? Being 50 years old, making $50,000 a year after you've busted your butt your whole life and have nothing to show 50? for it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, I'm 30 and I have nothing to show for it, but that's not my point. You know, it's the guy, it's the people who are paying his salary are the ones that are, <laughs> you know, who have a right um, to complain about not not enjoying what they do for a career. <laughs> not a 22-year-old who's catching football. And it said Eli Manning has to even come in on this issue. I mean, if you're Eli, and I and I know Odell is driving me pretty easy, I'll throw me the ball, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. But you also have other good options. Victor Cruz, who's sort of went back to being Victor Cruz the last year. Nothing. Um, Sterling Shepard, who they could really use a whole lot more right now. I mean, especially with the double team plus triple teams to Odell. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the guy is just a narcissist off of the finest level. I mean, he's up there with the best of them. And, you know, there are certain kinds of diva wide receivers that I am perfectly fine with, and that includes, you know, um, you know, Randy Moss, I think you could put up with Randy Moss. Terrell Owens, that dude's total narcissist, but I think there's part of him that he enjoys football, you know? Like Ocho Cinco, that was a guy who enjoyed playing football and worked oh, hard for it. dance, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. That's good salsa. But the problem is, with a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., is A, I'm, not worried, I'm worried if he's going to put the proper effort in, and B, I got a 22-year-old telling me football is not fun anymore. My gosh. I mean, what a pot. It's like my four-year-old just screams because the world. I won't let her color. It's time to play the world's smallest violin. Exactly. <laughs> like Crimey River. People would love to have your job and half the talent you have. Stop whining, stop beckering. Okay, they push job. That's football. Who cares they talk shit? Sorry, talk shoe. But <laughs> that's football. 
And that's yeah, part of the much. game. So if you if, if it's not fun anymore, you need to find a different profession. Yeah, or just shut up and go put some effort or into retire. it. Or retire. I don't care. Exactly. Just, <laughs> I don't care. Just start making it so public and so everyone is talking about you. I know that's what you want, is people to be noticing you. We notice you. Now shut up. Exactly. It's the same way. Like it's just the attention. It's always about him, 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 or all the attention. It just drives me crazy. Does Mike Evans really say anything? Did Sammy Watkins really say anything? Did Calvin Wait. Benjamin, Calvin Benjamin, or Brandon Cook say anything? These guys I can tell you this. Class. I I can tell you this right away. There's not a chance in hell you get Amari Cooper to say a word to you. <laughs> Guaranteed, dude won't open his mouth for nobody. He did for Colin Hurt. He what? He did for Colin Hurt, like, during the offseason. I was sort of watching uh, Undisputed. Oh, Colin Coward? Yeah. Oh. Well, whatever. Dude probably <laughs> barely talks to his mama. So he was right about the Bills blowing up the Cardinal. Fucker. That's true. I'm not talking about Coward. I was talking about Amari Cooper. But yeah. Well, anyways, I mean, even his teammate Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, you won't hear really a peep out of him. I mean, he's setting a bad example for that draft class. I don't think he cares. I really wouldn't either. But simmer down. Stop throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah, you think Calvin Johnson threw? You think Calvin Johnson threw a bunch of temper tantrums? No. He made you pay the next play. You know, well, it's like these, pe- these people tell me, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. Treat me like an adult. And it's like, well, dude, you act like you're 10. Like, what do you want? <laughs> what is he, like 23, though? Yeah, it's like, if you, want to be, if you want to be treated like an adult, act like an adult. You know? <laughs> there are certain expectations in life. One of them is you don't throw a tissy fit when you don't get your way. <laughs> Unfortunate expectations. Were you were you really ready to hear uh, Big Ben's over exaggerated injury? Yeah. <laughs> every time he gets hurt, I'm immediately just assuming that they're going to put some magic spray on it or something. He's going to come out in the fourth quarter and win a football game, and we're going to find out about how painful it is. He's going to play the next week, and he's going to have a gritty performance while they put up 50 points. Like, I just immediately make that assumption. And then for it to be like, oh, he tore his meniscus, and he's out for three weeks. It's like, oh, well, serves him right. That's what you get for being a douchebag and dragging us all along with it. I mean, no one, no one cares. We just want to know if you're okay and if you can play. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. And then, you know, if you can't play, then good riddance, get out of the way. We're going to enjoy watching... Uh, Landry getting beaten around like a redheaded stepchild. Hmm. Sorry to all the gingers out there who are stepchildren and just heard that and got offended. Yes, we apologize. I was a mess with you. That was meant for Andy Dalton. <laughs> Actually, sorry, I will never apologize to a ginger. All right. <laughs> yeah. Time for picks. Picks! Uh, now i got to look it up and get some spread. Hold on. Don't worry, I got the games. 
Yeah, but you don't have them against the spread. You don't know what that means. I don't care. <laughs> against the spread. That's how we operate, kids. Always with Vegas in mind. <laughs> um, Bears, Packers. Hold on. I don't have a spread yet. Games. Spread. Hold on. Hold on. I mean, with the Raiders now going to Vegas, it sounds like, you know, got to make sure we're always talking about, well, you know, going to get the spread. Stupid phone. I have such an outdated phone. It's god-awful. Okay. What was the first one? Bears, Packers at Green Bay. Mmm, a minus eight spread for the Packers. Mmm, I feel... Oh, God, this is tough. I think I'm going to take the Packers minus eight, and I feel dirty for it. But I'd feel dirty if I took Chicago, so I'd feel dirty no matter what. Dirty boy. Dirty, dirty! Well, anyway, since I don't pick against the spread, which I find sort of kind of stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Pick the Packers. Never pick a Brian Hoyer team. Especially in the fourth quarter, too. Watch them win. Ugh. Uh, Rams, Giants. Giants are the favorite. Giants are the favorites in this game. But I have a feeling, and I choose the Rams. Are the Giants the favorite? Yeah, yeah, they are the favorite. I was reading that wrong. Yeah, so Giants are the favorite, minus three, which I don't really get it, to be honest. I have no idea why they're minus three. I, whatever. This game's going to suck. Um, I'm going to take Los Angeles. Los Angeles on the points. Bills at Dolphins. Bills at Dolphins? That's totally out of order. God. Um, I have zero faith in the Bills to do anything, but figure out ways to bite their own feet off, so I'm going to take Buffalo. Justin Hunter is relevant. For the you first just want to say career. Justin Hunter is relevant. Scoring touchdown after being claimed off from the Dolphins. Oh, don't forget Miami also went and lost its best player on defense. Yep. Which was again? Rashad Jones. Oh, yeah. The safety. No, I know who he was. I was just like, who is their best player? They have a defense. Well, he's kind of invisible, but yeah. Well, if he's on any other team, he'd be an all-star, but since he's on the Dolphins. That's very true. Too bad he didn't go to the Raiders. Not the point. You don't, you don't want to take your talents to Miami at home or South Beach or whatever. He's not taking his talents to South Beach, exactly. So what's next? Minnesota at Philly? I was actually going Brown thing. That's how, that's how ESPN put it in order. ESPN's stupid. All right, Browns, Bengals. Uh, Easy, geez. Bengals. Cincinnati away is a 10-point favorite. Oh, oy vey. I feel dirty. Give me Cleveland of the points. A 10-point road dog? Oh, God. Cleveland of the points, and I'm going to hate it. So you're having Cincinnati win, am I correct? I'm having what? You're having Cincinnati win still, correct? 
just Cleveland's not going to do anything. Cleveland's not going to lose by more than ten. Okay. Any other result than that? Red skin lion. That's, this actually is an interesting football game, and it doesn't happen often. So uh, decent for the Lions since time does out still. Detroit is a one-point away favorite. I'm taking Washington. I have Washington winning this game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a three-point game or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just have zero faith it's going in to be a nail-biter. I think that Washington defense will make one more play than the Detroit defense, and that'll be the difference. Colts, Titans. Oh, Gabe's going to suck on ice. Titans are a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. I'm taking the Titans. Um, I hate both teams right now, but I like Andrew Lux better. Plus, I want to see Marcus Marriott actually have to throw the ball. Titans are going to, like, run for 250 yards in this game. Good. Saints, Chiefs. Ugh. It's interesting, to say the least. But yet Kansas, again, City, like, Kansas City is a seven-point road favorite. I'm taking the Saints, and I think the Saints win this game outright. I do, too. I'm taking Kansas Yeah, New Orleans in the points. I think they're going to win this game outright and put Kansas City down to four and three. Let's just be all. Let's just do everybody a favor and just say we're picking the Raiders versus Jags. Okay. Yeah, and the Jags are a one point favorite, which I think is, is a little that weird. Thing? Well, I think it, right now. I think. Well, think of it this way: they give. Three points for uh, being at home. So I guess, well, I guess they're saying that they would have. Well, no, if they viewed the teams as even, it would be minus three. So they do view the Raiders as the better team, but because the Raiders are on the road, it's minus one. Uh, I think the Raiders win that game outright. I think there's part of me that thinks this might end up being a uh, shootout. But the nice thing about Jacksonville is they have a really crappy offensive line. I think the Raiders can make some hay against it. And the Raiders know Greg Olson really well. Vikings, Eagles. I'm still going with the Vikings. I'm on the train and I'm sick day on it. Where do Vikings Eagles go? Why can't I find you? It's in Philly. Oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, there it is. Minnesota only a two-and-a-half point favorite. I think Minnesota blows out Philly in this game. Really blows out? Yep. Bradford throwing a lot of passes. I think Minnesota's going to wipe their butts with Philly. I mean, I know it's going to... They're going to outscore by a lot, or by points, but 
seems to me a little bit closer score. But wiping. Minnesota. I don't know how I keep picking these teams right. The defenses last year, I chose the Broncos as the best defense. I have no idea why. You're making it up as you go along. What's the next game? <laughs> I'm not making it up as I go along. Uh, Jets, Ravens. I feel the Jets need a win here. A one in five. Trying to keep their season alive, theoretically. Jets and... are a one-point favorite. What the heck? I'll take Baltimore. Them and all their dirty tackling cornerbacks, I'll take Baltimore. This game was actually interesting here. Chargers, Falcons. It is interesting, actually. The nutless, boltless, chargeless Chargers against the... Boltless, they have a screw loose for everybody scoring on them. <laughs> I think it's going to be an epic shootout of epic proportions. I'll take San Diego covering the six and a half. I'll take San Diego on the points. My bad. I said the wrong thing. I'll take San Diego on the points. It's a six-and-a-half-point spread for Tampa Bay. San Diego on the road. San Diego will do just enough to keep it close to keep it interesting. Did you say the Chargers for the favorite? No. Falcons. I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah, Falcons are six-and-a-half-point favorite. So I'm going to take the Chargers and the points. I think they keep it close. I don't know about that secondary for the Chargers is a mess. Flowers is hurt. English you. Barrett out for the year. Casey Hayward out for a few weeks. I mean, you have some very no-name guys in the back end. Your safeties are average at best. Look, I've learned one thing being a Raiders fan about the Chargers in the last 10 years. Philip Rivers will always find a way to do something very Philip Riversy and keep the game close and still lose. It's a guarantee. They they almost went zero five or whatever it is already so far. <laughs> they almost did that this year. I'm just saying, Philip Rivers and Hugh Jackson have one thing in common: they keep games close and still lose. <laughs> it's what they Perfect do. Perfect match. Maybe they'll win together. Yep. Match made in heaven. Which means next year you're going to see Philip Rivers in Cleveland. <laughs> and they'll be winners. Oh, maybe. Don't gross me out. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh, by the way, I was choosing the Falcon. Bucks 49ers. Oh, Snoozeball. Snoozeball. Oh, so many levels of suck. Tampa Bay and Justin Jackson's out for the year. Torn ACL. Yeah. Or not torn ACL. ACL injury. But I'm not injured. Who was that? And, uh, he's out for the year with some type of ACL injury. Not a tear, but... Who are we talking about? Vincent Jackson. They, oh, Vincent Jackson. Gotcha. Uh, Falcon, or Falcons... Buccaneers are a two-point favorite on the road. 
Oh, God. I have no idea. Oh, I have no idea. Um, that Kaepernick offense was utter dog crap. It was sad and pathetic, but so was Tampa Bay's defense. Well, they had so, a lot of injured starters, too. Yeah, so uh, I'll take it. Let's just go. Ew. I San to win, too. Ugh. Gross. I feel so dirty and nasty and gross. I need to take a shower. Patriots, Steelers, Patriots, no doubt. Patriots, minus seven in this game. Home favorite. I'm taking the Pats. Seahawks, Cardinals. They're going to win this game by 30 points. What do you do, the Patriots or the... Patriots. 40 or 50 versus. Yeah, that's going to be like 35 to 2 or something ridiculous. Especially with the corners that Pittsburgh has. It's going to be utter domination. It's going to be disgusting and nobody's going to want to watch it. Seahawks, uh, This is in Arizona. Arizona's a one and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm taking Seattle. I took Seattle, too, and take the game from You have no faith in your own team. It's disgusting. I've already given up on this year. <laughs> Very decisive of you. All right, Denver. Denver. Uh, Houston at Denver. Houston at Denver. Denver's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And I am going to take Houston to cover the points. To, uh, keep it close. I have Houston winning the game. See, I don't think that happens. That'd be way too shocking. But um, seven and a half, I do think is. I do think that Houston defense is just good enough to be like an irritating rash and keep them in but, the game. Woody Merciless and Clowney have been really good this year. Yeah, no, like shockingly good. The Merciless has been good since he got his contract. And Clowney, I don't know what happened. He finally got healthy. That's probably most of it. Finally knew how to run that defense for Romeo Cornell. This offense frustrates me, though. Buck Eisweiler, just wait until the eyes get open. That's what Buck Eisweiler does. You need to throw him open. They teach you that in college. But where he was in Arizona, every guy was open. You know, just just coverage. And so I think that really helps him out with Will Fuller. Somebody can go run fast and separate easily. Um, I think he was 0-6 for targeting DeAndre Hopkins within the first five minutes of the Texans game that they just recently played. And I don't know why, but they're not giving Lamar Miller the ball through the air. I mean... What's that? 
I said uh, they really haven't been using Lamar Miller through the year either. I mean, offense. Yeah, well, up until last week. Well, I mean, this offense altogether has been clustered. You have good players. I mean, two of them are rookies, but you have really good players and all. Despite that, you're getting more plays from your tight end, of course, but this offense could be better if you had... Come on, let's bring back Brian Hoyer in a trade. Watch, Philip Rivers will be there next year. What if he doesn't retire? He'll be somewhere, just not in the same day of Los Angeles, wherever the hell they're playing. All right, dude, got to go. All right. I guess that's it. Absolutely. Until next time. Peace. Hopefully we choose to. (laughs) Take care. All right. See you, Rory. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.